And we're back live again with another podcast. Mike here with Jeff as always. And uh, we actually got a double podcast today. We do. Uh, but that one's going to be out a little later. We got a new face joining us. But oh that's going to be a different thing. So we'll stick to our usual for this podcast. Talking yes, hockey, sir. Flyers, NHL, you know, hockey. <laughs> hockey, hockey, hockey. As every other podcast has been. So <laughs> as surprisingly to me, I was actually at the Flyers game because... I went with Jeff last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, as you were told previously on a couple podcasts beforehand, Jeff was going to the game. Yep. As I was as well, and we'll get to that later on when we talk Flyers. Um, we got a good amount to talk we, about. We g- um, I think we got I more so a lot more Flyers stuff to talk more about. More Flyers. I think it's mostly going to be Flyers playoffs talk today. That, but also we'll uh, probably... Which isn't really much we'll of a surprise at this point. No. But we'll probably just break more so break down the game later from what we saw, things yeah. we liked, things we... Didn't like, um, and then also how do we feel going forward with the team? Right. Going also, against the we do have some injury updates. Yeah, a surprising one this morning. Yeah. Um. So we'll, two, we'll, you could argue, because one I didn't know was hurt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so we'll save this for later. Uh, uh, around f- the league, we got um, you know Stathead as usual. Mm-hmm. We uh, had. Uh, let's see here. We had a good amount of games last night. There, nope. yeah, there were. Uh, there's eight games last night. Yeah, only one. One went to overtime slash to shootout. Uh, so why not start there? All right. Uh, that game was Vancouver topping the Islanders in a shootout, five to four. You had Brock- Islanders got a point, but yep, they're still a point out of the wild card. That that's big for them. For uh, well, for well, I still think they'll they'll get in. Right. I'm saying that's big in meaning they they didn't get that second point. It hurts for them. It hurts for them, but but it's their yeah. last two games they lost in overtime. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Brock Nelson tacked on two for the Islanders. Uh, Jordan Eberle got his 16th of the year. Uh, Andrew Ladd scored his first of the year, so uh, good to see him get on the scoreboard again. Adam Gaudet uh, got his 12th. Tyler Toffoli he's up to 24 now on the year. McEwen, uh, his fifth for Vancouver, and finally Bo Horvat, his twenty second of the year. <coughs> Excuse me, a great game here. Uh, William Nylander and Austin Matthews helping the Maple Leafs top Tampa Bay two to one. Andre Palat, the lone goal scorer for the Bolts. Matthews, he is now up to forty seven goals on the year, just one behind a first place tie for the Maurice Richard Rocket uh, <coughs> goal race. With uh, behind Ovechkin and Pasternak, both for 48. Uh, so right now, here are your top five leading goal scorers in the NHL: Ovechkin, Pasta for 48. Uh, sorry, 48. Matthews 47. Leon Drysaddle 43. And Mika Zibanejad 40. So if you had a guess right now, Mike, who do you think is winning the uh, Richard Rocket Trophy here? Can you name those teams again? Sorry, Ovechkin with 48. Pasternak. Pasternak, 48. Uh, Matthews, 47. Drysaddle, 43. And Zabanajad, 40 for the top five. I'm saying Pasta. Yeah. Because Pasta (coughs) also does it because that happened last night, and we'll probably get to it more when we break down the Flyers game. Uh, He doesn't have to be on that top line for him to do well. Be effective, right. He's just that good of a player. Yeah. Um, Uh, Not that Ovechkin isn't, and not that he couldn't also potentially win it. Uh, but I think 
It would probably go to him if I had to guess. For that's um, that would be my pick. I'm if I kind of go. I love Foster Knock and mm-hmm. what he brings to the table. I think he has the potential to get even up to 55 this year. Like he's just on a whole new level this year. I think it's going to come down to the wire between him and Matthews, actually. Really? Uh, Matthews, he's been kind of on a roll lately. and <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I, I think it's going to be kind of uh, coming down to the wire for those two. Um, so there's that. Uh, Pittsburgh, going back to the scores here, dominating New Jersey 5-2. to two. If Kenny Malkin, he had two on the night, up to 25 now. Nikita Gusev, his 13th, and Miles Wood, his 11th. Uh, you have Carolina dominating Detroit. No surprise there. Geeky. This kid has been yeah. red hot since his NHL debut. He already has three goals now in the league. Uh, and this is his, what, second game? Uh, Nino Niederreiter, uh, Sebastian Ajo getting two, and Justin Williams, his eighth. Tyler Bertuzzi and N get goals for the Red Wings there, uh, 5-2. Detroit has officially locked up the worst record in the NHL. Um, there's actually a very good article on the athletic is a Q and a with, uh, GM Steve Iserman, uh, highly suggest reading it. It's fantastic. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it kind of talks about, uh, you know, what it was like in Tampa Bay and everything and what he's looking for here in Detroit. You know, again, he's, you know, expects, he not only expects a rebuild, but he's actually excited for the rebuild. Yeah. And I mean, when they're going to rebuild, you got to have something that sparks you. Right, exactly. Um, I think the one thing that could spark him is, at least for this year, is the draft is pretty deep. Yes. Um, <clears throat> now, remember, just because you have the worst record does not yeah. guarantee the first overall pick. No, they're not going to get it because like, more likely than not, the best odds are going to go to Ottawa because they have two spots. That's that's so a they very have, good point. They have more project, percent, uh, chance of winning because they technically have Imagine more. Imagine if Ottawa gets picks one and two. I that think would it, be insane. My guess is probably one and three. But either, either way, way, though, yeah. that's unreal. Um, Yeah, just... But you have to have something that kind of motivates you to try to get through the rough years of rebuilding. Right. Because we've mentioned it many times. Nobody likes to do it, but sometimes you just have to. And seeing how M- Detroit is not, obviously, the worst record. Um, nobody is free agency or anything's going to want to go to Detroit. Unless, you know, the franchise of Detroit. And there's some things there, but when you see that, that's just kind of takes some yeah. free agents away <coughs> from that kind of area. So Not that they're going to be willing to go out and get a big name. That's, this is a better option for them to go to. Then right. Try to, re- try to get people and go that route. Of free agency so, get a big fish like the Rangers and Devils tried to do last year. Right. Or so this past off I, I will put it this way. I actually have a strange feeling that despite Detroit having the, the worst record and everything, obviously the best odds to win the first overall pick, I actually think that they still will win that first overall pick. Again, just because you have the highest odds doesn't guarantee you it. Yeah. Uh, remember, though, Buffalo did – Get that first overall pick uh, a couple years ago, and I believe that they had the worst record, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember. I'm trying to think. This is bugging me now. Um, but because when they drafted Darlene and everything, uh, that was 
2018. I want to say that was 2018. Like 2017-2018 season. Yep, they had the worst record. Okay, cool. Yeah, and then again, the first overall pick that year. So again, it is possible. It's just lately, it seems like... The Devils got lucky twice. Yeah, they did. Yeah, the, the one year, they skyrocketed up. Uh, and, and then the Blackhawks. The Black remember Hawks, last year, yeah. the last year's lottery was so weird. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, the Rangers jumped, the uh, the Blackhawks jumped, mm-hmm. and then there was the Devils. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. And anyway, so my point is, the first round pick it should be it should be an easy pick. Yeah, first year overall, Alexis uh, Lafreniere. This kid is a tank. The way he controls the puck, the, he's a he's a pure playmaker, but he's also a goal scorer. Right. He literally looks like the modern day version of Mark Messier. He's a big guy. Right. But he can just dominate the ice. So I expect him to go first overall to Detroit. Um, moving on. F- from Detroit going over to the Nashville-Montreal game. 4-2 Nashville. Big win for them here. Philippe Forsberg leads them with a two-goal game. Uh, Rangers also winning 4-2, topping Dallas. Uh, Zabanjad, like I mentioned, he's up to 40 now because he scored last night. Kapokako scored two goals. He's up to 10 in his rookie year. And Adam Fox, his eighth. Uh, Hints and Cogliano scoring for Dallas. Uh, Anaheim five to two, dominating the Senators. Silverberg uh, and Raquel scored from Anaheim, but the real story was De La Rears. Uh, he scored a natural hat trick in the first period alone. Uh, what a game he had! Brady Kachuk and Colin White, the goal scorers for, Ottawa, uh, for uh, Ottawa. Uh, and finally, the last game of the night, the game we were at last night, Mike uh, Boston, unfortunately shutting out Philadelphia two nothing. Matt Grizzlick, his fourth of the year, and Patrice Bergeron, his 31st. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, some of yesterday's top performers, like I mentioned, uh, De La Rears, uh, a natural hat trick, uh, three goals on three shots, 14 and a half minutes of ice time. Malkin, three point night for him there, 18 minutes and change. Uh, Kako had two goals, a lot of three point nights. Philippe Forsberg and Sebastian Ajo. Uh, top goaltending. Uh, stats for the night, like we mentioned, Tuka Rask, he had a, had a 2 nothing shutout. 36 saves uh, on the night. Uh, great number night for him there. Number five of the year. Yeah, number five of the year. Uh, Ryan Miller, a two. Uh, he only lets up two goals. He made 40 saves on 42 shots, a .952 save percentage for the win there. Freddie Anderson, 32 saves, 33 shots, .970 save percentage there. Your uh, shutout leaders are currently Connor Hellblock for tied. Uh, sorry, uh, in first, and it's a three-way tie for second. Uh, Merz Lincoln's uh, Rask and Flurry uh, for How many did second. Hellebuck have what's up? How much does Hellebuck, Hellebuck have? has has six? Okay, and then Carey Press has four. Yeah. Uh, so those are your um, <clears throat> that's your stat head of the day. Happy twenty-third birthday to Travis Connectney, the man. The young guy known as TK uh, had himself quite a morning. This morning is uh, during practice, uh, during the morning circle, he was found as the um, the uh, quote-unquote target practice, which was kind of funny, and uh, teammates were kind of saucering p- 
pass this into him as he was leading stretches a little like. But a quick look at playoff matchups. Actually, first we'll do the standings. But yes, standings uh, first. Metro. Y- you got those there? Got, uh, Washington, only a point above Philadelphia with 90, 41, 20, and 8. Flyers, 41, 21, and 7 with 89 points and 3rd. After that win last night for the Penguins, 40, 23, and 6 with 86 points, only 3 points behind Philadelphia. And the Atlantic, Boston still holding strong, 100 points, first team to hit 100 points this season. Uh, followed by, tr- uh, f- uh, with a 44, 14, and 12 record. Uh, followed by Tampa Bay, who lost last night, but still holding that second spot. Uh, 43, 21, and 6, 92 points. And third, the Toronto Maple Leafs, 36, 25, and 9, 81 points. Uh, and the West, going central. We got St. Louis, 41, 19, and 10, 92 points. Uh, Colorado with 90 points, 41, 20, and 8. And Dallas, third, with 82 points, 37, 24, and 8. Uh, Pacific, you still have uh, Vegas on top uh, by three points uh, with 86, 39, 24, and 8. Edmonton, second with 83 points, 37, 24, and 9. And third, still Calgary with 79 points, 36, 27, and se- 7. Your wild cards is Carolina. Uh, in the west, or sorry, in the east, the first wild card is Carolina, second, Columbus still. Uh, in the west, you got Nashville <coughs> at 1 and Carol- and Vancouver at 2. Uh, there has been a change since the last podcast as well. It's only a minor one, but Vancouver passed uh, Minnesota. Last time in podcast, Minnesota had the first wild card spot. Right. And if, because it can be confusing, the as I started this, the playoff matchups uh, in the East, Boston will be playing Columbus. Uh, season series, the Blue Jackets actually, actually have a 2-0 lead over the Bruins with what? one game left. Uh, Tampa Bay and Toronto. Uh, tr- uh, Toronto has a 2-1 series lead. Uh, with one more left near the end of the month on March 25th in Tampa Bay. Uh, Washington will be up against Carolina. Uh, Rematch of last year's yep. uh, first round. And the regular series, it's a tie 2-1-1. One one. Uh, the last meeting in January, Washington shut out Carolina 2-0. Uh, and the Flyers would be playing the Penguins. That series is the Penguins winning 2-1. One more matchup at the end of March in Philadelphia. Going towards the west, you got Vegas and Nashville. Uh, The Golden Knights took the season series 2-1. Edmonton and Calgary will face each other still. Uh, And they still have one more meeting left. Uh, The Flames hold a 3-1 series lead, so they took the series. Uh, The last game will be in Calgary on April 4th. St. Louis be going up against Vancouver. Uh, the Canucks have a 2-0-1 series. They took the lead. series. They took the series, yes. Sorry. Um, Oof. But it's been a close series, too. That's look at this last one whenever you get a chance. You got Colorado and Dallas. And the and Stars swept that one for nothing. Yep. Man. Last meeting, January and overtime, Dallas won 3-2. Well, I'll put it this way. For that last one between Dallas and Colorado, three of the four games were one-goal games, with two of them going to overtime and shootout. Yep. The only one that was out of reach, excuse me, 
was that second one? It was a four-one win for Dallas. And looking more into it, there's teams still in the hunt. In the East, we got the Islanders only a point behind Columbus uh, with 80. They're 35, 23, and 10, uh, according to this ESPN page that I'm looking at currently. They have 14 games remaining, for 10 of them versus quality opponents, and 9 of them against teams in the East. Six home, eight away. Uh, followed by the Rangers with 78 points. They only trail three points behind Columbus uh, with the 37, 28, and 4 record. Uh, they have 13 games remaining, 12 against quality teams, not against the East, five home, eight away. And the last one for the East, it's Florida, also three points behind, 35, 26, and 8 for 78 points. Uh, they have 13 games remaining, and this should, uh, if you're going off this, that you should say this team could potentially have the best chance just because of what you're seeing. But in the 13 games remaining, they have seven quality opponents left, 10 of them against the East, six home, seven away. The only reason why I say that, they have less quality opponents to have to go up against. Yes. Whatever uh, their qualification I'll is. I'll put it this teams. way, though. Um, for Florida, they, they're they tied with the Rangers two points behind the Islanders. So for them... They're on a two-game winning streak. They're yeah, they're four, currently... Four in the last okay. That's still not great, but it's not terrible. Great, but if the... Say Columbus and the Islanders still struggle three four three for the Columbus two four four in the last ten uh, six four zero for the Rangers. So if they can jump them, maybe, but it, it'll take a lot. Uh, and the West, I think Chicago is now out of it. Uh, they I, I was just gonna say that because they yeah. currently have seventy points. Mm-hmm. The wild card spot is seventy eight. It's a three way tie there. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's still pretty close there. Um, Winnipeg's still trailing, zero points. <laughs> they also have 78 points. Um, that's just row. So if we're going off that, let's just quick look at that. Go back to the standings real quick. Yeah. Um, their row is Winnipeg three. For for who? Oh, sorry. Never mind. Yeah. They have one more game played. That's yeah. why. One more yeah, game played over... Uh, Vancouver and Nashville. Yeah. But they trail, obviously, no points behind, but they're 36, 28, and 6, 78 points. 12 games remaining, all of them against quality opponents, 11 against the West, 4 at home, 8 away. So here's my question. Is just because is it because uh, Nashville has played one last game, that's why they're in the first wild card spot? Yeah, that's why both of them were. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and Minnesota, who was, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, Whereas at that first wild card spot, the last time I podcasted, last Friday, if I remember correctly, uh, they are now one point behind uh, with 77 points, 35, 27, and 7. 13 games remaining, 11 against quality opponents, 8 against the teams in the West, 6 home, 7 away. And the last team, even though they're kind of falling off a bit, but certainly four points behind them, uh, is Arizona with 74 points, 33, 29, and 8. 12 games remaining, 9 against... Uh, quality opponents, 10 against the West, 8 at home, 4 on the road. Again, like I said last time, home ice advantage should really, you hope, for Arizona's sake, should right. get them there just because home ice advantage. Um, I guess you could technically could say Chicago, but I'm at this point saying uh, out I, I think that they're out. Uh, as Jeff said, they're 8 points out with 70 points, 31, 30, and 8. 13 games remaining, 8 against quality opponents, 6 against teams in the West, 8 at home, 5 on the road. So I, I officially say that the 
window closes at Arizona. At Arizona in the West and Florida in the East. Yes, they're both now at three. Yeah. But either, do you think there could be any surprises? Um. Obviously, we wouldn't be that surprised if something were to happen just based off last year and seeing how this year has gone. But do, could you potentially see some kind of surprising team? And if so, which team do you think it could be? I I really want Arizona to be that surprising team, but uh, I, unfortunately, I really don't think it's going to be them anymore. No. Uh, here's an interesting. I would say the same thing about Florida too, but for uh, let's see here for um, Arizona here. So this is tweeted out by TSN oh, yesterday yeah, yeah. morning. So the Devils. Obviously, we all know they traded Taylor, Taylor Hall, Hall to the yeah. Coyotes. So the Devils traded. They were ten seventeen and five before the Taylor Taylor Hall trade, and the um, Coyotes were nineteen twelve and four. After the trade, the records almost switched completely. Devils eighteen eleven and seven, and Coyotes fourteen sixteen and four. So here's He's my got, thing. He has more points than he did on New Jersey. So, although uh, he has more points than on New Jersey and everything... And five more games. Right. Uh, he has 27 points with Arizona, 10 goals, 17 assists. Wow. He had 25 points with uh, the Devils, 6 goals, 19 assists. But here's my thing, though, is... Uh, obviously, you keep him for the rest of the year and everything, but... What do you do going forward? What do you do with him? I don't know. Because... He's a UFA, so... I, honestly, I think he walks. He might. Because, again, this will be the first time in his career. He actually has the ability he to He actually go has the ability to, to choose. Yeah. It just depends on what teams go knocking. And also what the price he's asking for. Yeah. Because you know there's going to be a lot of teams Oh, interested. yeah. And that, like, look at those points. He's... I'm not good at math. Hold on. Give me a second here. You're good. While you mention that, uh, sorry, look up that breaking news out of uh, Colorado. The According to Ryan Clark uh, for The Athletic, who covers the Avalanche, he's their insider there. Um, Nathan McKinnon is out one to two weeks with a lower body injury. Ouch. Yeah, uh, I was just going to see. His total uh, numbers this year is uh, 52 points, uh, 16 goals, 36 assists. So there is def there would be some interest in that. Yep. He's gonna want a lot. I have a feeling he's gonna want a lot. And my feeling is I obviously don't know him much, but for some reason I kinda get the feeling he's not maybe a little bit of a asshole. But um mm. I have a feeling he's gonna w ask for more than he might be worth. Not that there won't be a team that would go for it and not be beneficial for it, but now that's his first time on his own deciding where he wants to go. Right. It's going to be it's it'll be curious to see what he does. Again, he's the one who wanted to go to Arizona. So yeah, same with Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel was the same one. Well, he got to you know with talk so true, and he's there for a little longer so. But going back east for a surprise team, uh, with Florida, if Bobrovsky could actually play like Bobrovsky, His normal Bobrovsky self, then you could argue he could 
or that team ch- could potentially maybe steal a spot. Um, it's just going to be hard. And that was that way last year, too. Because remember, last year with Columbus, he was playing okay. He wasn't playing great. But once he got into the playoffs, he did pretty good. They swept, yeah. the, they swept the Lightning. They lost a lot next round, but he still swept the Lightning. Right, and, and again, that was with a that was with did. Columbus, though. I know that team was a lot better, or was better than, but this Florida team still has a good amount of talent. Right, well, I, I was actually kind of going to almost say the opposite, where I think this Florida team is a little bit better than what we saw with Columbus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because my th- sure you had all these good pieces. You had Deshane, you had Panarin, you had Bob, and everything, but there wasn't really any chemistry. I saw. No. You also got. Uh, uh, Duchesne later in the year right. after the deadline. But again, it's just, I don't know, just that team just didn't seem to click for me. Yeah, Despite I get that. Despite winning I know it's even a round against the best team in hockey last so, year. So uh, Mitch told me, that I forget where he saw this, but yeah. apparently the Florida's owner told the GM to try to get rid of $10 million, And guess who has $10 million? Bogowski? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so if that's true, so but go, they're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to trade that away, so. Then why would you sign him to a massive contract? That makes no sense. Because the funny thing is, too, is that Nashville kind of did better that last year with the Longo and Net than they yeah. have their first year with Robowski. Not saying next year Robowski won't play better because he'd at least be a year into Quinville's system, a year into Florida. I have a feeling he'd be better next year. Right. Play better next year. But again, I always feel like... And uh, that's why I think next year would be when you actually see 4-4. Yeah. Atlantic Metro. And that's fair. Um, I'll put it this way. I feel like there's some rare cases where after a big free agent signs, or just a free agent signs a big contract, it's like seven out of ten times they'll have a very disappointing first year. Yeah. Perfect example, Bobrovsky mm-hmm. and everything. But on the on the other rare occasion, uh, the other you know three out of ten times where they actually have a good year, Panarin is dominating New York. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes is looking phenomenal in Philadelphia. Um, I'm trying to think where are some other big names. I, I don't know how Matt Deshaun. Connor McDavid. <laughs> He took less money because right than what they were. But again, offer just like him, when you sign a big contract, you expect yeah. like all right. If you ha- you know have the ability to sign this contract, I expect you to play well and live up to your hype and live up to the money we're paying you. Exactly. So I don't know. That's and they're not getting that because the money they gave Bobrovsky was a goalie that's supposedly supposed to win the best enough for basically Carey Price. Yeah, because he got paid more than Carey Price. Yeah, that's that's their problem there with Florida. That's but if because everything else about the team is so good, and if they did make the playoffs, if Bobrovsky could play better, they have a team that could maybe steal a series here or there. Unfortunately, eh, yeah, no. Probably not, because they would have to go up against Boston. Because if they did steal a spot, 
it would be that second wild card spot. Mm. In which they'd have to go up against Boston. I don't think they'd fare well in that series. So. Not that they couldn't go up against them because they have guys to be able to potentially shut down that Pashnok yeah. line and Bergeron in them. I'd like to see them in it. I don't think they will. I still think it's going to be ca- uh, the Islanders taking that second wild card spot. Mm. And the West, I don't know. The West is a toss up for me. Because at the moment, it's Vancouver, who a little bit ago was right third. Now they have an actual chance of not making the playoffs at all. Um, just because the team. Because you have line A and um, Kyle Connor and all them. I guess right. Winnipeg maybe s- sneaking in there. I'm. Um, how are those teams doing their last 10? Uh, so Nashville 6 3 and 1. Same thing with Winnipeg. Okay. Vancouver 4 5 and 1. Get this. Seven, Minnesota 7 3 0. Yeah. So there is a team to watch out for. Um, Nashville has won three in a row, though, in the last 10. So if Vancouver isn't. Uh, you know, mm. I lost my train of thought. You're good. Oh yes, tr- uh, if Vancouver doesn't start playing a little better, they, they can see find two out. teams passing them, and Winnipeg and Minnesota, just based on the last ten. Winnipeg's on a three game, even though at least in the last game, yeah, Minnesota won, Vancouver won. Winnipeg and Nashville are both on a three-game winning streak. So it's becoming... It's becoming and Arizona's tight. on a two-game losing streak. That's why I kind of feel like they might be starting to fall out. They're 5-5-0 five, five and oh in the last right. 10. But They're 500. It's just for whatever reason, Arizona can't just... They can't just get, get that over the hump. No, they can't. I don't know why. I don't know if it's... Th- well, then again, it's really... I think it's just injury bugs. Maybe. That's what's killing them the most. That They're losing important pieces at... The, more specifically, their goaltending... At the wrong time. Yeah. They still need a couple pieces, too. Yeah. For Arizona. I think expectations were higher because they acquired Hall and they had, they got Phil Kessel, too. Yeah. So they thought, oh, they're going to have great offensive. But there's still the defensive issues. There's still the defensive issues, but not just that. Chemistry. Is there any chemistry between Hall and? No idea. Between Hall and Kessel. Yeah. Um, Have they thought about maybe Clayton Keller between the two of them? Or Hall Center and Mm. Keller and Kessel together? Just to make a very dynamic line? Right. At least down the road, down the stretch. Because they have to change something in order to get going again. They do. Because remember, at one point, they were first in their division at one point. They were. Now they're and both anti Ronta and Kemper were actually playing pretty well right. too. Now they're barely hanging on yeah. in the race still. Um I'm gonna go a very unique team here. The Minnesota Wild. Yeah. I could see them. They for whatever reason are are the team that speaks to me the most out of those wildcard teams. I love what Vancouver's doing. I think it th- they're gonna s- have a great team. I think they're I like I've said before They're too young. Yeah. They're too inexperienced. 
And even though they sprinkled it in there again, injuries right. came at a bad time. So. Yeah, yeah. You got to Foley, but I don't think that was enough to try to keep you in. Right. I mean, That's he's certainly helping for sure. Oh yeah. But again, but it's you're four, five, and one. In your last ten. It's the teams behind you are. They're killing the it at home. Behind. Yeah. They're twenty-two, nine, and four at home, but fourteen, eighteen, and two away. So that really hurts. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so I think it's Minnesota that's going to creep in there. Yep. And um, I still think Nashville. I mean, they're, they're playing some decent hockey lately. Again, one three in a row, six three and one in the last ten. They might dip down another spot or two. Yeah, it's really close. All three of those teams have seventy eight points. Minnesota's only a point behind. Again, it's going to come down to the end of the season again. The reason why I find it harder for Minnesota or for Arizona is because they're four points back. If they lose again, then that's makes it even harder. And they've already they have they've played one more game than Minnesota, Vancouver, and Nashville. They got the same amount of games played as Winnipeg. Yep. And that doesn't help. Nope. This this is the time of year too when you kind of look at those games played too. Because at some point if say just for argument's sake, like Winnipeg or Arizona, just because they have a game at hand, say their game, that their last game, they won it, they have it, but they only have a point difference between the two behind them. So that's just a game at hand. They win, then they're out. So it's close. That's why you kind of pay attention to the games played now. Early in the season, it doesn't matter as much. This is where it kind of comes comes down to the wire. And I can make the same argument for Columbus too. Cuz they have two games at hand of and against the with the Islanders and Carolina as well. Yeah. But I think that's all I've really got in the playoffs. Yeah, it's I'm excited around the uh but it's it's going to come down I think the the West Wildcard will really come down to the final game or uh, two in the yeah. in the season. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But I'd be curious if actually is how that Tampa Bay-Toronto series would be. That would be fun. Because at the moment, it's kind of reminiscent of how the Flyers-Penguin series have gone has gone so far. Even though and I don't think the home team has won each time. I think, the other, it was opposite, I think they've taken one from the whole, uh, yeah. on the road. Um, let's see what else is kind of going on around the league. Um... An interesting note here, uh, last night, uh, no Victor Hedman for Tampa Bay, so we'll have to keep an eye out for him yeah. to see if he plays tomorrow against the Flyers. They're already without Steven Samkos, and that's going to really hurt them. Um, we'll see what happens. Yep. But uh, let's see what else. Troy Brower of St. Louis uh, was put on waivers yesterday, along with uh, Arizona putting Ness on waivers uh, Morgan Riley has been activated from the injured reserve. Redeem Semek signed a four-year contract extension with the San Jose Sharks. Brock Besser was activated too. I forgot Besser was activated. Yep. Brian Boyle as well. There That's hu- that could be huge for Florida. Yeah, depth-wise, at mm-hmm. least. Exactly. 
Ryan McDonough was activated. That's huge for Tampa Bay. Um, no. So so uh, the last known updates for uh, per Bruce Cassidy for the coach of the Boston Bruins regarding Brandon Carlo and Tory Krug, who both did not play last night with upper body injuries. Carlo skated on his own yesterday morning. He was targeting uh, Friday in Buffalo. Connor Clifton will go in and play alongside John Moore. Um, so doesn't sound like crew could be close anytime soon. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there's still going to be a little bit of... F- oh. <laughs> Uh, also, on a side note, one other small thing. Uh, Connor McDavid is back after just missing one game with an illness. Uh, so he is back. Um, also, n- just nice to see, and also more so here, a friendly uh, face. Um, last night, Lou Nolan came back. Yep, he came back uh, for the Flyers. For the PA announcing. I thought that's a good transition there, Jeff. Yeah. That's transition. I, tr- I try my best. But we were both at that game. Yeah. We actually got... This is my first game, and un- unfortunately, in the last two Flyers games I've gone to in person, they were shut out. This one and last year, my first game, John Jordan Bennington played. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we got a bigger kind of aspect of how the Flyers kind of look, and the Flyers said at least, let's say... 50, not 50, sorry. I'll say 35 minutes of that game. Yeah. The Flyers played great. Absolutely. They were skating right hand-in-hand with uh, Boston. They were keeping their shot limit low for Boston, at least. Uh, They were getting great chances. They were just missing on passes or uh, fumbling here or there or just missing uh, the net or just kind of uh poor decisions <laughs> yeah oh boy <laughs> nice <laughs> um but anyway so again last night it was a two nothing shutout yes. uh, but before the game even began the Flyers mm-hmm. got some unsettling news yes uh defenseman Phil Myers will miss 4 weeks, weeks as it's more than just a bruise on his knee he is a fractured patella Patella is that I don't even know yeah, how to pronounce Patella. it. In in his right knee that'll keep him out of the lineup. Which is crazy for me because he practiced that morning. Like he skated. Yeah, he skated skate. and everything. But he practiced the day before. It happened when he blocked the Jack Eichel slap shot. Yeah, we all knew it was bad when it yeah, happened. Well, so here's the thing though, like I he was played shocked the rest he, of that game. He did. Too. That like I was shocked to see him out, you know, on the bench. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, cool, he's back. Like Maybe just got him in a bad spot, but no, oh, just. That's a bad one. Hurt his kneecap. Anyway, so Shane Gossesbear went in last night. And I actually think he played really well he last night. Played he played good. Great. He played great. He had little hiccups here or there. And but now that's what happen. you're going to get when you haven't played for a while. But outside of that, his skating looked great. He did great at times keeping the puck in play or keeping it in oh the zone. Oh, my zones. gosh, yes. Uh, there's uh, times he where. He had a couple good defensive plays as well. Yeah, th- there was the, the he, one. Um, there was one. I I didn't see it at live, but yeah. later on on Twitter I saw 
he actually saved a shot. He saved a goal. Yeah, no, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, he managed to keep uh, the puck out of the net at one point. It was so hard to tell. I guess it was on the opposite end from yeah, where yeah, we yeah, were. It was. Um, but that was, that was crazy there. Either way, he I think he he, looked, he looked good. Uh, he didn't. That one thing I was worried about was him trying to do one too many things. And, and he didn't. Um, I think try to do that. Unfortunately, because really. Myers is out, I think that might have eased him a little bit more because he knew he was gonna right play continuously. Exactly. And and I Mitch brought this up before you even got here mm-hmm. and everything. Just that with Ghost out, I th- he thinks at some point. Once Myers does come back, that could actually improve the Flyers. Yeah. Make the Flyers even better as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's not Hague fans. <laughs> the Hague club. And that hating on say, and that Hague, hating on Robert Hague. I'm just saying if say ghost, I don't know, it hasn't happened for a while, but say he's that seventeen, eighteen ghost. Say you get that the last couple of weeks, oh, man. it's going to be hard to take that out of the lineup. And if you do get Phil Myers back and you decide to put him in, even though I don't know how that would work if those if Hag and Myers or Ghost are working together or whatever, mm. I just think that would be the favorable matchup. And I think only going on that, I just think over Hag, and I agree with Mitchell on this too, is that mm. his potential is more than what Hag could potentially because yeah, Ghost's potential I think could be easily third, maybe fourth best defenseman on the team if he's playing as well as he did a couple years ago. Again, right. only two years ago, which everyone feels like it's been so much longer since he was good. Yep. It was two years ago. Let's calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I get he hasn't played the best. And now the fans are after him because, you know, whenever so anyone's struggling, they have to find someone to target. Right. Earlier it was Hag. Now it's Ghost. It's going to go back and forth for a while. Ping pong time. All right. Yep. Uh, but but so every, it's just again, for Goss' spare, though, I really did think he looked great. He did. Considering the fact he hadn't played in such a long time, he looked mm-hmm. great. Um, skating was mm-hmm. was pretty sharp there. Um, he drew a penalty relatively early on. Uh, the other thing was, is you mentioned that he kept the puck in several times. There was one moment where he <laughs> kept it um, from either going on icing or keeping it out of their zone. He it just was something like that. Um, yeah. Because there's one time also where the puck was looking to get cleared. He literally jumped up mm-hmm. like two, three, four feet, and he grabbed that out of the air. Yeah. It was uh, a hand pass. It was a hand pass, but it. still, it was awesome. Uh, there was another one where he dropped which down. Actually tr- which is great because the one block shot hit his knee. Yeah. And that jump. I didn't even think about he that. He didn't have any real issues with his knee. Right. So. Uh, and then. Even though his injury was a while ago. But right. Still. But still. Uh, and then there was the, the one that I vividly remember where he w- dropped down to his knees, blocked the puck and everything, and kind of just dangled a bit from his knees or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then and then uh, chipped it back up uh, you know, off the boards. And kept it back in, and fans were going nuts for him. They gave him, you know, a, a loud ovation. Because that's what Ghost does. That's what he brings. That's right. what the top of Ghost's game does bring. Exactly. And again, my point is, though, he looked like his old self almost out mm-hmm. there. He was actually enjoying hockey for the first yeah. time in probably months. He didn't get many offensive like opportunities, really. No. Ex- at least clear chances of right. shooting or anything like that. He made a couple moves. The one... Uh, uh, penalty he drew, yeah. he made a nice move and everything, and then 
move on his knees and everything. But he didn't really have any didn't really take many shots or anything. So. Right, exactly. But with that, they didn't hesitate at all putting him back on the power play. He took nope. Sandheim's spot. Yep. And wait, Sandheim or Myers? Myers wasn't on the power play. Oh, okay. It's, I Nis- it was it was, it's Niskanen. It was Niskanen the ghost. Because on the first pair, it's just Proby. But, yeah, I thought he actually played pretty well. Um, I thought the Flyers looked pretty good for, like I said, the first, like, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then that penalty that should have been called, that interference call that was on Braun, that wasn't <laughs> – I still don't think that was a – I don't know what the referee saw there. I don't either. He wasn't even close to the player that was interfered with. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was just... And, and that's, unfortunately, the uh, Unfortun- on that power play, that's what killed him, is Patrice Bergeron scored a goal. And By the, the way, thing that hurts even more is before that, Slotten passed and sort of shot. Yeah. And a great opportunity for him to potentially uh, tie it. Or, sorry, take the lead. Yeah. That was the first goal they scored. The second gotcha. goal was the uh, Bergeron one. Um, yeah, and by the way, speaking about that Bergeron goal, though, fans need to relax. Mm-hmm. It deflected off of Sandheim's stick and yeah. passed hard. That's why it went in so weird and and everything. Like If you look at the replay, you can tell that it oh, deflected yeah. off his stick. Fans need to chill out. I, you know, I kept hearing fans bound. like, oh, hard should have saved that. Like I was more surprised on how it went in. Yeah. Then anything, I was like, I just sat there almost like mm-hmm. dumbfounded. I'm like, how did that go? I literally kept saying, I'm like, how did that go in? Like, I'm just yeah. confused. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's just bad puck luck. But that really was another was. one that came off of Fly- the, f- the one thing the Flyers had trouble with in that game, and you mentioned a couple of times our intermission, was um, turn the puck over. They yeah. did that a little too much. The one that cost them was the one that kind of sealed it for the Bruins. Yes. The second goal, that Bergeron goal. Because the Flyers had an offensive zone with their top unit, but they lost a faceoff, couldn't keep it in the zone, and then they went down, and that's where they scored. Right. Um, a little bit more on that. The Flyers had 15 giveaways. Yeah. They had five each period. Yep. That's not good. Nope. They had, uh, they, they, uh, let's say the Bruins had 12 giveaways, so that means, you know, they got the puck 12 times from them, but still, that's not good at all. Uh, they're, their penalty kill was pretty solid. They were two for three on the penalty kill. Dominated on faceoff 62%. Outshot them 36-29. Their power play was atrocious. 0 for 3. They could not get anything going. No. The first power play actually looked pretty good. You know, the so the first, I think the first 10 minutes of the game, the Flyers were dominating. Mm-hmm. The, the Bruins can't Most do of the it, second, too. Real, honestly, the real, second. again, really the first they were top, 30. Like, it, the, for the first like couple minutes, before they got the power play, they only had like four or five shots yeah. that period. Really, the first 38 minutes, like you said, in the game was they all Flyers. Over, yeah. The one thing that killed them, again, was that goal by Matt Grizzly yeah. from the point. Um, Unfortunate, but also... They did a better job of taking away Carter Hart's eyes in that one moment than the Flyers kind of did in the game. Right. The Flyers' strategy kind of seemed like they just wanted to just try tip-ins or kind of sure. one-timer kind of things on the rush or even uh, doing what they've been doing recently that's actually been successful and going behind the net 
and trying that. The thing with that was they were either doing blind passes that got intercepted, 15 turnovers, as you said, yeah. or when that did happen, Boston did such a good job defensively in that game to, either, to put two guys on the guy that was getting passed to and were pressuring a lot. Right. Uh, the the other thing is for Boston, handling. though. And even they without just their two wanted defensemen, it more. Yeah, and without their two defensemen that were out, you still had to go up against Chara and McAvoy and that right. top line. Even though they, as I mentioned earlier, the they begin the podcast. Yeah, uh, Pasternak was actually after the first period they took him off. Yeah, which line. I thought was interesting. It was interesting, but it worked. It it did, but um, you know, again, so th- this is what surprised me though was because over the last and several the person that replaced him was Kasha. Yeah. Over the last several games, though, Mike, we've noticed, and the Flyers have even stated it, where you know the players and the coaches have said, basically, oh, like you know, we have our game plan, and everything, and when it goes right, it goes right. But the moment that the uh, the opponent figures out, oh, this is mm-hmm. what they're doing, literally the entire rest of the game, they're readjusting. I didn't see any readjustment last mm-hmm. night. I didn't see them give much effort to try it. Maybe a couple of different things, but all in all, though. It's just they looked like they were just gassed out there. The the they Bruins just ga- had that extra step. They I'd say that had that extra push. I think you also have to give credit to the Bruins. Oh no, of for how sure they played. Oh no, absolutely. You, you Not clearly because you're playing against the best team in the league, right? So obviously it was going to be hard, right? Um, in order to kind of beat them, you have to have everyone on the top of their game. Yes. You had Hart on the top of his game. I thought so. Yeah, because those two goals kind of take away from a great game. It not really that two goals, so Not that giving up two goals is bad. No, it's but he not had a, at all. Yeah. 36. Uh, so, no. He made 29, 27 saves on 29 shots. Uh, Rask, 36 save shutout. Um, but for Hart, he had a .931 save percentage. Uh, but, yeah, no. Again, just, you know, hats off to Boston, though. They, yeah. they played you, a heck of a game. You can clearly see why they're first. Right. Because they... And how Bruce Cassidy is as a coach, because he they he is a bat. phenomenal coach. They had a really bad first period. They they, they, had they a did a horrible little, first period. They did a little better in the second. They just didn't get any t- opportunities. They had a power play to start the period. They didn't get any shots. Do you off. know who had a really bad game? Brad Marchand. Yeah, he took, he took two dumb penalties. Yeah, he, he's um, lucky the Flyers didn't capitalize on. I, I would also either. say this to Kevin Hayes, even though he had a great the first. Uh, kill. He looked. He looked great on that first kill. And, but after that, but after he that, he down. kind of dropped off. A bit. Right. It was, wasn't his best game. No, it wasn't his best. It wasn't his worst. Yeah. But again, for Kevin Hayes, he was trying to do a little too much. Yeah, where again, controlled the puck and everything. Um. But again, he had a bad turnover. Luckily, Hart made the save. Then he got the puck again. Went down, took mm-hmm. a chance, but didn't. Get the puck in the net. Yeah. It, it, you just don't really have much going for either of your lines, any right. all four of your lines right. really. Um, so because I was gonna say I was trying to think of a standout and well, it wasn't th- really. That's what my question was gonna be: is for both teams, who's the standout? Uh, you know, we can do the two best players for each team. Uh, I think obviously Bert- Rask for yeah Rask because you you have to give I think. I'm going to say outside of goaltenders. Okay, Let's that's fair. That that's fair. Because we I can like easily that. just say both goaltenders. Right. Yeah, no, both um, goaltenders, no doubt. Because especially the one save that Ras made on Konechny where mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to say it was Hayes passed it to Konechny who tipped it right into the glove of yeah. Rask. But it was a you tremendous had a bunch of tip that either just missed or he was there. Right. 
Um, um, but yeah, so outside of goaltending, yeah. who are your top two performers for both teams? Uh, for me, for Boston, it's uh, no surprise, uh, Bergeron. Right. He scored, obviously, but I think he did a great job shutting down the Flyers' top line. Yes. And I'll actually say McAvoy, uh, Chara, actually. I no, Chara was very Chara underrated really well. in that game. I know he's getting up and there in I age. also give credit to uh, McAvoy, too. Right. They, no, they, they, those they two did good have good chemistry. Uh, yeah. Also, Chara was the one who launched Katori's stick up yeah. into space. That was so. the only questionable thing, but I think they those yeah. two did really well. No, and no, they did. Which they, obviously they certainly did. isn't a surprise. No, um, but the um, fact that again you can get that uh, again, so it's like yes, the Flyers got shot two nothing, but the fact that they only lost two nothing to the best team in hockey, really, that's not. That's bad. why I asked as after that's you after, asked you after the game, and we'll get to this a little later. Right. Is is this a good loss to take? Is it how right? How should the Flyers feel about this loss? I think there is some anger towards the loss of how you lost it or uh, how you ended the game. How you, exactly. I think how you ended the game was not great. Yeah. Uh, you outshot the Bruins. You dominated them in face-offs. Mm-hmm. There was a couple you questionable calls for sure. Sure. But th- you're going to have that every game. Right. The Again, the biggest thing is they have got to stop turning the puck over so much. Yeah. That's their biggest killer right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Flyers, let's see. I I definitely agree that um, Chara I'm not gonna say yeah. I'm not gonna say Ghost, but I'll give him an honorable mention. I'll give him honorable mention. Yeah. Uh, I thought Pitlick played pretty well. He he looked he, fast. He, he had he little fumbles here or there, but I think he right. looked pretty well. Uh, actually, uh, this is who I'll give it to Lawton. Yeah, lots. Even though he had the one bad pass when he should have shot. Right. Outside of that, he played really good. He, he had did take really good two penalties. One of them, again, was a very questionable call. The other one, yeah, I can't remember what it was. But but on the one penalty kill, he played great. He did. I think he did well defensively. He had a good, a lot of, uh, he had great speed going to the game. Great moves here and there. Yeah. Uh, I think Pervy had an underrated game too. I actually think he did pretty well. It seems like because you have to give credit to some of the Flyers too early in that game too for shutting them down, not giving them many right. shot opportunities. Again, Bruce Cassidy switched things up. He took advantage. Yep. They, he did a That's good what job. Happens. Those are mine. Who are yours? Both teams. Yes. Uh, so for Boston, I certainly agree that Chara was a good good player for them. Mm-hmm. The question of I you could argue a call maybe on the stick raise, which would have given the Flyers a five on three. Right they were on the power play when that happened. I so yes, that's questionable, but at the same time, technically he's not doing anything wrong. Right, he's just lifting a stick. He's just doing a stick left, and Coots that to me that seems like Coots was playing with his stick barely mm-hmm. in his hand, and and charges launched that thing into freaking to the moon, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it was Char. The other guy, 
it didn't it might not seem like it to some people but to me Jake DeBrusk had a very unique style of a uh, playing style of a uh, game in last night uh I thought he looked good he you know caused turnovers he had three and a yeah. half minutes on the power play 15 minutes 20 seconds total ice time four shots on goal he had a hit um you know, he played well. He, he drove to the net very well. Mm-hmm. And, no, I thought he, he looked noticeable. really sharp. Yeah, I thought he looked sharp. Uh, for the Flyers, I will say... This is a little harder because he got shut out. So it's a little harder. Right. Uh, well, one guy I already have in mind, but I want to save him for last. Um, I kind of want to say Travis Konechny, honestly. Really? I, I was actually going to say I didn't really notice TK that much. That so game. the reason I say TK is because despite being kind of down and out during the second and third period and everything, he was hustling left and right. He was there's times there's a, a play you know on our end with the flyer shot twice, uh, where Char was cruising into the boards. You know he he's just gliding into the boards trying to go get the puck. TK goes right around him, gets the puck, hustles, make a great yeah. play. Excuse me, makes a great play. And they get a scoring chance out of that. But his hustle uh, made that play happen. His speed was good. 17 minutes, 10 seconds of ice time. Just under three and a half minutes of uh, on the power play. One hit, one shot on net. Uh, oh, not the best offensive game from TK, but I think more defensively, uh, he, he, had a, he had a very strong game. Off the puck. Oh, all, exactly, off, off puck, the puck. Played, yeah. Off the puck, he had a strong game. Good back checking everything. Again, his hustle, his attitude, his speed, that is yeah, what... he caught... That's where I remember what you're saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, he caught uh, Char kind of sleeping a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's where he has to also, because obviously Char is a lot bigger. Right. No, no he surprise has to there. find a way to get there. And because TK obviously was, for the All-Star game, at least the fastest skater competition, yeah. he has great speed. So right. he's just based advantage. on size and everything, you should have the faster... Right. Uh, um, the other guy, it might... And he did it. He beat he him did. to the puck. Yeah, he did. Um, I think nothing really... Ha- I think they got an offensive face-off off of it, but... I I know that, um, you know, so they, they, you know, passed the puck around and everything a little bit, but then um, they, they got some sort of shot, and, and uh, like you said, I think that they got um, off offensive face-off. Mm-hmm. The other guy might surprise you a little bit. I'm going to actually go with Justin Braun. Really? Yeah, he he had a decent game. Uh, took the one penalty that uh, literally again not even close to being his fault, not even close to being a penalty yeah. or even remotely interference holding whatever you yeah. want to call it. It's a complete makeup call. It's a bunch of BS. Uh, two shots on goal. He had a block shot. Sixteen and a half minutes of ice time or so. Uh, just under two minutes uh, on uh, PK. Uh, one play that really defined his game last night. Was he blocked the clear out of the zone? There's like barely any guys in there. He blocked it from getting past him, took it, went around the right side of the boards, and kind of cut in on Rask. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a tremendous play from a big body in for Justin. A big Barron. body who doesn't usually do that. Exactly. Not only that, but he showed an explosive amount of speed mm-hmm. there. Uh, he really. Um, they had their chances. They just unfortunately ran up against yeah. kind of a hot uh, Tuka Rask. And yeah. also, I feel like later in the game didn't have great. You shot, 
here and there, yeah. but I don't think he had great shooting opportunities. I no. Feel like you either shot it right at him or, you know, just, or he saw it too quickly or easily, so he was able to stop it. Right. If th- That's the one thing I will say about the fl- the critique the Flyers in last night. They didn't do a great job in taking away his eyes. In Tuca's eyes. Uh, I kind of like the game plan of trying to make a move from one side to the other, because earlier in the game at least, it nearly worked here and there. They were just yeah. off on passing and hi- uh, everything, but after that, they didn't really change much. Change little things, not enough to really make a huge dent. Mm. Yeah, that's just kind of my critique on the Flyers' performance yeah. last night. Okay, so the my final thoughts about this game and everything. Yes, this loss, the, the way it lost and everything sucked. Um, I really think that right now is unfortunately it's it's a good thing but a bad thing to lose this one. Yeah. So yeah, it sucks you lost at home, you lost your streak, but now you don't have to play that perfect hockey you've no. been playing the last nine games. There's less pressure on you now. I think you're you have a fresh mind going to I Tampa Bay. Have, yeah. Um but I really uh, I'm you know, again, I'm like you said earlier, Mike, and you put this Perfectly, I think it was just more disappointing how they ended the game. Yeah, they didn't look like they had any fire in them. They didn't look like they were doing well. They, you know, guys weren't Here's hustling as much. That's the opposite of how they played against Buffalo. Exactly. The last couple, the last period, and all that was how they played against Buffalo. And the last couple minutes of that game was when they played great, and that's how they were able to pull out that one. My thing going to in Tampa Bay is the one. I think they're going to come off of two games where. Not that they want them back, but games where I feel like they should have a little kind of anger in how they play it and should bring it over, even though it's in Tampa Bay and it's going to be hard against the Tampa Bay team. Even without Stamkos in, Hedman, right. that's still a great team if Hedman isn't, doesn't go. You still have to try to beat Vasilevsky. You want Tuca, and now you have to go against Vasi, yes. who is still just as great. And the Flyers this year haven't been able to beat him that much. I thought the last game was the most they put past him, and that was yeah. two, maybe three goals. But, <laughs> funny enough, because um, yesterday, as you know by now, I kind of pay attention to the Money Puck Hockey on their yes. kind of uh, projections of going forward. Yesterday, the Flyers got out of their uh, best, or before the game, uh, going into yesterday morning. That's a better way to put it. Uh, they had lost their, uh, the top of being the team that had the best chance of winning the cup, uh, and Vegas passed them uh, for twelve point six. But after loss last night, somehow the Flyers now have the best odds. I don't get at it. At thirteen point six percent chance of winning the cup. Not only that, but Boston and Boston went, went down. down. Yeah, they're at six point seven now. At six point three. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But I'm not complaining. <laughs> um, but they also had the Flyers. Um, uh, getting 105 points, um, but finishing second in the division. Uh, they have the Capitals taking it. Uh, they give the Capitals a 54.4% chance of winning the division. The Flyers a 40.7% chance. Obviously, going down the road, as I've said, and every time I bring this up, it's going to change a lot. So we'll see how that goes. I think that's probably going to be how it ends. That'd be great if the Flyers can get 105 points, honestly. Right. If that's possible, that'd be great. Um, and either way, 
first in the division, second in the division, you're getting a home playoff game. Yes. That's all I Th- care that's about. That's all I care about. Um, and at the moment, I think there's only two potential teams you could play in the playoffs at this point. Yep. And I think it's either Pittsburgh or Carolina. Yes. Because I do believe Carolina will get that first wild card spot. You could play them if you're first, or even if, depending on how well the season series goes with uh, Pittsburgh and Carolina, I'm curious if Carolina could potentially steal the spot for that third spot from Pittsburgh. Because right now, yes, they are five points out uh, from from behind Pittsburgh. However, though, they, they beat th- Not only did they beat them once, you know, pretty badly. Six two on Sunday. Yeah, they have three more games this month. Yeah, you heard me right. They play all four games this month. Two of them are home. One of them was away. And the fact that you won one away six two. And Pittsburgh does have. I, can you bring up Carolina's schedule real quick? Yes. I know it's difficult travel-wise and how really weird it is, just kind of how the games are sporadic and everything. Yeah. But I kind of want to compare it to the Penguins' schedule All right. going forward because the Penguins do have a kind of busy stretch follow- finishing the month. Okay. So where do you want to start with, Carolina or Pitt? Uh, I'll just go Pittsburgh because I have it up right now. Okay. Their I nec- have Carolina's up too. So. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, no. I just their next... Yeah. The next seven games are against teams in the Metro. Teams either one team leading wow. in the Capitals, and the rest uh, Carolina twice and New Jer- and the Rangers twice. Sorry, three teams in the playoffs, and two chasing, and the Islanders and Rangers. Um, your next game, you have to go to Columbus. Even though Columbus is struggling, I'm not going to throw that one a guarantee win to Pits- for Pittsburgh. I could see him winning just because mm. they're the better team. But Columbus, if you play in Columbus, uh, give Columbus another chance. Or in, uh, if you play into Columbus's hands, then Columbus could take over. But then you have a tough back to back because this Saturday, this weekend, Saturday you're in Carolina. And then you're home against the Islanders. Right. I feel like you're going to potentially get a hungry Islanders team because they have been playing the best. And I think you're getting a uh, Hurricanes team that are on the start of a hot streak. I think so. Uh, looking at their upcoming their games. Their last 10 game, their last 10, they're 5-4-1. For Carolina? Yeah. I think they're, they've won their last three. Okay, that's a good sign. Well, you should know that's on the schedule. Well, <laughs> right. Um, uh, that's just for that's that's just for this week. What does the gotcha. rest of their week look like? So they have obviously besides the Pittsburgh Carolina game. So uh, for Carolina, they have New Jersey tomorrow. Okay. They have Pittsburgh at home Saturday. Then on the fifteenth and seventeenth, they have a home and home series with the Buffalo Sabers. Okay. That's gonna be a great weekend for them or week for them there. Uh, it you starts in Buffalo. You can argue. Because Buffalo took a point away from the Capitals. <laughs> and they gave yeah. Flyers fits, too. Yeah, but the the Flyers, they, they had to play a, a physical game to, to get by them. So and Drew. And Drew just topped it off. Uh, then they have – so they have a three-game – so uh, once it's the home game against Buffalo, they have a two-game uh, trip at home after that as well. So really it's a three-game home trip. 
Buffalo uh, is the end of that home and home series. Then St. Louis, Ottawa. Then you have uh, the Islanders the next night on the 22nd in Brooklyn. Away at Pitt. Then you have a two game homestand. Toronto, two nights later. Pittsburgh, go to New Jersey the next day. Then on the 31st, you have Boston. Uh, yeah, and then it goes Boston at home, away in, sorry, Boston at home, at home against Columbus as well, and then close out against Boston to end the season. Okay. So I honestly so like their schedule. I like their schedule. I didn't go completely through the month. I just right. went to the 15th. Sorry, but I got excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I saw that. I it's like, yeah, hockey! But this is the remaining kind of schedule for Pittsburgh, okay? So after that, Home and home this weekend, or back to back this weekend. They have a home and home against the Rangers. The 18th and the 20th. That could be a hard one. And then on Sunday, that following Sunday, uh, the 22nd, they play at home against the Capitals again. Uh And which the Capitals took the last two meetings. So you could get a hungry pens to try to revenge, or you could see the pe- Capitals taking it again and taking the series. Yeah, it's possible. And then after that, they play Carolina, obviously. Uh, they have another back-to-back, and then they're in Chicago the next night. Uh, the 28th, again. Oh, another weekend, they have a back-to-back at Carolina. And then on that Sunday, the 29th, in Philadelphia. And then they close out the month, the 31st, they're home against the Devils. In April, uh, the 2nd, they're home against the the Rangers. And they finish out the year, they're on the road in Ottawa. So, uh, the only reason why I give them kind of a hard schedule is more so, I feel like they have to go up against more uh, Metro kind of. Teams that think it's kinda gonna be hard kind of stretch for them. Not that Carolinas isn't much better, especially given that they don't really have much time in between games. It's only like a day off or back to backs. Yeah. It really isn't until April until they have at least two days off in between a game. So realistically, going back to my question, could you potentially see Carolina maybe jumping Pittsburgh. At the rate Pittsburgh's going and the way Carolina's going, honestly, yeah. They're three the Pittsburgh is three and two this month. I don't like how Pittsburgh's been playing their hockey. They're they're three and seven last ten. Here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. They beat the teams that they should beat. Those trap games, is how you like to call them. That's good. They beat Ottawa, New Jersey, and Buffalo. Okay. They lost two, and they're back-to-backs. They lost to Washington and Carolina, and they were both at home. Ooh. And both of them weren't close. See, that's close. what hurts. Both of them, they, were, they weren't close. The Washington game, 5-2. And then sun- even worse, 6-2 six six two. Two. the next night. And then yesterday, 5-2, they won over the Devils again. Those are the teams you should beat, but you also should. You also have to kind of prove your worth and kind of beat these playoff caliber teams. Yeah, that's why it kind of worries me going forward with this month, because going forward you could argue on paper, even though 
So eight points out for Chicago. We're still calling them out. But Chicago, New Jersey. Yep. Outside of that, playoff cal- play teams in the playoff or teams in the bubble. So they're going to be hungry. Oh, yeah, big time. And you can't keep playing this struggling hockey. And if you It's not going to work. Like the Lightning last year learned. If you go limping into the playoffs, it doesn't go well. And you already have stuff to prove because you got swept in the first round last year, too. Yeah. Against the Islanders. Columbus. Oh, no. They're oh, are you talking about Pitt? Pittsburgh. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Tampa Bay for a split second. I was like. I was saying like Tampa Bay last year. They oh, limped gotcha, into gotcha. the playoffs. If they limp, if Pittsburgh limps into the playoffs. Right. It's going to cost them again. Yeah. It could potentially cost I, them I'm again. with you now. Yeah. Uh, but no, Especially since it's been multiple games and that back-to-back means both Jari and Murray played. So they're gonna they be might tired. not be on their best. They're going to be tired. Yeah. Um, I really do think that even though they're closer to the Flyers than they are Carolina, the right. thing that gives me kind of hope on Carolina's part right. is the way they played the first time mm-hmm. and they played three more times. And they took one in Pittsburgh. That yeah. gives me hope for the Carolina a bit. That does. And Carolina, I feel like it's just going to get better. Getting goaltender is a problem. Right. But once you get those injury players back, that helps. The guys you traded for, Sammy Votnin, I think is the bigger piece you got in it. But once you get Shea Weber, or not Shea Weber. Shea, uh, Weber. Shea Yeah, Shea Weber. Uh, Brady Shea, a little a- more acclimated to the team and everything. Got a little more uh, chemistry going. I think that could that could help a lot. That could help some. Um, yeah, but uh, again, once you get Votnin and Hamilton back, I think that's going to be a pretty... I just don't know when Doug Hamilton will be back. Or... Votnin for that set, right. for that sake. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. But having said that, because I forget if I asked you the question yet, and if I had, um, I forgot what your answer was. Um, who would you rather play, Pittsburgh or uh, Carolina? Right. Which um, kind of started this whole kind of honestly, Carolina. Yeah. Um, I don't mind playing Pittsburgh only if it's at home. Mm-hmm. It was like it's it's either way it's not a bad option. I think either we, way, I either way, either way, we're home, right? Um, I would just honestly prefer to play Carolina, uh, because their goaltending isn't as strong. Yeah, and they I don't have as much depth because again, they did they did get Mrazek back. He's coming back, but slowly, slowly but surely. The problem is though is once you get deeper into that team, that's where the full right yeah. the Flyers can exploit that in Carolina easily, hundred percent. They have better defensive core. You could say that against Pittsburgh too. And you again, and if you, you could get, say that against Pittsburgh. Here's the other thing too, you could argue just as argument's sake yeah. for same way maybe Carolina over Pittsburgh. Um I mean Yep. Yeah, whatever. Uh Pittsburgh over Carolina is that if both teams have or I don't know how coming out of an injury, how Morazic and their goaltending will do, but if what would you rather have that or Murray Jari kind of not playing their best? I don't know, but either way, it's important just because, um, you know, you have Murray and Jari, they're kind of going back and forth because right now the team's struggling. It's no secret. I If I was Pittsburgh, I would still start Jari over yeah. Murray. He seems to, like, to, he's doing to be ba- the he's, guy who's been... He's done better this year. Um, yes. Yeah, i go Jari, too. Um, but he's so obviously an all-star. Yes. So And then... 
But for Carolina, their biggest piece that they're missing besides the goaltending is that Dougie Hamilton is not back yet. That and the or I think both teams are going to be tired to end the year. Right. Because Carolina's kind of, schedule is just so weird and it, it awful. It is a weird one. Just in terms of, like I said, the amount of games in so few days, I think that could make them kind of tired going f- right. into the Plus, playoffs. It's or maybe n- it's that not could, a guarantee that they're even in maybe that could be the right spark now. that brings them into the playoffs. Right. If you go into that last, like, say, in the flyer span, like two weeks or so, the last, like, month, week or so in March into April, and you're hot. Yeah. That could be enough to potentially take a series. But for Carolina's sake. Sure. It's either a rematch. Yep. Against the Capitals or the Flyers. Unless, I doubt it, they got the second wild card and they take on Boston. Um, uh, That's an interesting one. I don't know just because. I still I don't think that's going to happen. I think Boston's take is going to be against the Isles, but. Right. I can't rule that. Again, it's hard to predict. I can't rule that not happening either. Sure. Uh, I I really do think, though, for Carolina, and I I think that the Flyers would almost prefer to play Carolina Mm -hmm. simply because... Also season series, we've took them too. Right, season series. Again, I know it's a different animal once it goes to the playoffs and everything. But this Flyers team is more complete than yeah. the Hurricanes. And I think the thing that... You can argue the same thing against Pittsburgh. Again, I, I'm not too worried about the season series going it's Pittsburgh's just way yeah, but. right now against uh, the Flyers. Yeah. Sure, it, it sucks. At worst case, it's going to be a tie. So Right. And I'd be okay with that. Or best case, I guess it is. Well, yeah, no, that's the best case. Worst case, they take the series. But right. even then... Um, I think you had the pieces to take them on. You sure. added the pieces to be able to take them on, and I think your bottom six is better than their bottom six, especially with some of the a- the people they added. I think are a little better. Yeah. Even though, Sucker mm, is a good added, do feel so. Right. Even though he's going to be top six, so he's not going to be bottom six. So. We'll see what they do. Um, it is certainly a tough call for them. Uh, because again, it's not it's not a guarantee. It's far from Nothing's a guarantee. A guarantee. Exactly, it's very far from a guarantee. Honestly, for both teams, uh, because Pittsburgh's they're and not also, playing their best hockey at all. And kind of bring it back towards the Flyers a bit. As I said to you before we got on the podcast, yeah. I feel like outside of this game tomorrow in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. the schedule gets a little easier. The hardest opponents, you could argue, that you can make arguments for the others as well. Uh, that would be hard to go up against. The Blues, Blues, Stars, Penguins. You could argue yeah. Nashville just because they're on a hot streak or doing better sure. now. Sure. Um, and Edmonton because it's Drysdale and McDavid and they're hot. Right. Or even Minnesota because they're also hot. But still, the hardest teams I feel like you have to go up against. The one you went up against last night. Boston. Yep. Tomorrow night. And then they're defending cup champs. Again. The, the other teams I think you could take. Right. The the toughest part for... Well, Pittsburgh, it, I'm not sure. The other teams I think you could take. And the Islanders I'm a little worried about because we haven't played the best against the Islanders. For whatever reason, right? Yeah. But, no, I really do think 
that for the Flyers, though, they need to take advantage of the fact, the fact that Steven Sankos is not playing, and also possibly Victor Hedman still. I don't know of any updates quite yet. Um, I haven't seen anything. No. Uh, but regardless, though, it's, you know, the, the Flyers have to be better. They have to finish their chances and everything. They it's been a all season long. They right. haven't really been able to. They've done close to 60 minutes, but they just need to do a full 60 minutes. Yeah, but again, for the Flyers, though, this was a loss that it was kind of necessary. Right. The win streak had to come to an end mm-hmm. at, some at some point. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed how the fact I'm kind of, if I'm honest, I'm kind of glad it happened to Boston, not Buffalo. Right, exactly. Because, again, if it happened to Buffalo, I think everyone would be more pissed. The fact yeah. that it happened to, uh, to Boston, you only lost 2 nothing though. Against the best team. Against the best team yeah. in the league and everything, that's not that bad. And for the most part, even though the score kind of contradicts that and the way you enter the game, to over half the game, you did play better. Right. You had more, ter- I feel like you had more territorial edge over Boston and everything, but... Like I said, even if you're out shooting the team, it just takes one shot to get past, and that's what happened at the end of the thir- second, and they took it into the third. Yep. And the Flyers couldn't really respond. So, I think that's going to be a good learning game, um, because like after every game, they've said we can play better, and they I feel like they will, um, and I think that's the thing that does help them. And that's what I've been saying for the past couple of weeks now is that they don't really have the one trap game I was worried about was the Buffalo game. They got through it. The yeah. rest of the games, I don't think they're going to be too trap worthy because they're playoff caliber teams. So I think that's going right. to push them towards it. Doing better. Or at least keeping your lead over Pittsburgh. I think that's the bigger key right now. Not so much. It'd be great if we take we could take the division, but I'm not gonna. I'm more worried about yes our lead over Pittsburgh than I am where we are with Pitt, Washington. Right. Even though we're only As a point behind them, and three points above uh, Pittsburgh, I'd sure. still prefer to keep our distance between Pittsburgh. As long as the Flyers have a home ice advantage playoff series, that's all we care about, yeah. really. Because at any time, Sidney Crosby can get hot. We all know that. Yes. So, Jeffrey, with that, yes, prediction time. All right. Oh wait, I forgot to mention this. Um, just quick Flyers thing. Yeah. The other injury that oh yes, yes, yes. At the start that we didn't know of was uh, there's a kind of minor injury with Morgan Frost. It's a shorter injury. Oh, yeah. But um, it's not supposed to be serious. Right. I, I forgot about that one. There's also Nate Thompson. Yeah, Nate Thompson's out. He's out uh, two weeks two with weeks. a shoulder sprain. No, that was. Uh, knee sprain. Knee sprain, knee sprain. Knee sprain. So, uh, Mark Friedman got caught up. Mark Friedman caught up for, uh, for Myers, and now, uh, Connor Bunneman's coming back up for. Yes. Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. So it's pretty much like what it was before. Just with, uh, addition of Derek Grant. Grant. Yeah. And goes to the lineup. Right. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, 
I'm excited for tomorrow's game. But that's game. been the motto all year. Next man up. Exactly. Bonneman's been here for majority of the year, so he, he should be able to step right in. If um, I'm not mistaken, I actually think he had a couple. Uh, he he was playing some good hockey before he got sent down when the Flyers acquired Thompson and yeah. Grant. Um, he has nine points, six yeah. goals, three assists. That's yeah. more than he has with the Flyers. Two points. But for the Tampa Bay game coming up tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to say it's going to be Flyers another. Flyers just have to finish your opportunities. I think it's going to be another close game. Mm-hmm. Like it has all season. I think it's going to be a 2-1 Flyers win. I was actually thinking the same score. Um, no overtime. The Flyers will get it at the last couple minutes of the game. Ooh. Ooh. I like it. Um, Shot Chris going to get the lone goal for Tampa Bay. And for the Flyers, I'm saying TK and Grant. TK gets the game winner. There you go. TK loves to score against Tampa Bay. For whatever reason, I feel like he scores the most against the Bolts. Um, I kind of also want to say 2-1. I almost want to go to Tampa Bay, but after last night's game, I got to go to the Flyers. I think I f- you can go for both the last two games. You really could. Because both games, they didn't play their best. No, they, they the had one, poor finishes in both games. Well, they had a better finish in Buffalo. They had a poor, poor start. The, yeah, right, right, game. right. Um, but I think Barkley Goodrow is going to score for Tampa Bay. Um this is the type of game where I expect a Sean Couture or Claude Giroux-like game where one, if not both of those guys, score. I think the thing that will help them is no Stamkos. Right, and possibly no Hedman. Yeah. That's going to be the biggest factor. Um, So really, I think, yeah, well, I'm not during Couture. They'll get the goals. Scratch mine. Grant's not going to score. Ghost will score. There you go. I think he's going to continue to stay kind of warm. I think he's going to be my player to watch for. Even I don't really do those. I think he's going to be my player to watch for tomorrow. I like it. You got any? Um, Just that first line. First line for, for Philly, I expect them to, to have an extra jump in their game. Mm-hmm. Again, there wasn't a whole lot during the rest of the game from what we saw earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, from from last night's game, I should say. Right. But um, I really do like that top line just just looking to dominate. Yeah. So am I. So uh, I think with that, that's where we're going to end it today. And uh, until uh, later on, we'll see you.